We are joined by Reggie, the real critic, Ponder. Every Friday, he joins us as our senior film correspondent to give us the latest in box office numbers and previews and reviews. This week is no different. We are taking a look at the box office. We're also taking a look at the African-American Film Critics Award nominees, as well as the Golden Globe nominees. There's a new Jumanji, and Clint Eastwood is back in the director's chair with Richard Jewell. And apparently, Adam Sandler bringing his A-game to Uncut Gems. Reggie Ponder, hello. I am happy to be in the house. Uh, number two at the box office is Knives Out. I want to see it. And it did another $14 million at the box office. Number three is Ford, Ford versus Ferrari, which I liked a lot. And in fact, uh, it, it did get some buzz mm-hmm. about some award buzz. So that's, that's good for that. And it made another se- almost $7 million. And then Queen and Slim came in at number four with a solid $6.6 million. So I, I'm, I'm happy for, for Queen and Slim mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's getting somewhere around that, that $30 million range. I, I do think that this film is one of those films that should have made more money. And then uh, rounding out, uh, I, I want to go to, what do you call it, uh, uh, number six, the, the half dozen, yeah. would be Dark Waters, which I, I like Mark Ruffalo. You and I talk I love about. Mark Ruffalo. I, I, I really do. I, I, I like what he does in films. I, I, he, there's something about his acting and, and the way in which he attacks it that makes me so interested in the films that he's yeah. he's putting out there. So uh, that's the Mark Ruffalo film that's out, and it made a, another $4 million at the box office. Okay. The thing that's disappointing for me, Jill, mm. at, with, with uh, Doc Waters, mm-hmm. is this film total only made $5 million. Oh, that's too bad. It's an important film. Yeah, it's a, you know, there's, it's, it's, we're talking about environmental justice. It's a true story, and it's a story that's continuing to go on today. But that's that's what I have for the box office. Reggie, the real critic, ponder in the house. Let's take a break and come back and talk about uh, Clint Eastwood and Richard Jewell and the controversy they're in. All right, Richard, here's what we're going to do. We need a voice exemplar. I want you to say into this phone, there's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. Jewel fits the profile of the lone bomber. A frustrated white man who is a police wannabe who seeks to become a hero. His accusers are two of the most powerful forces in the world. The United States government and the media. I think your client is guilty as hell. They want to fry you. You're going to start fighting back? In the summer of 1996, In Atlanta, Georgia, security guard Richard Jewell discovered a suspicious backpack under a bench in Centennial Park. There wasn't a lot of time to spare. He helped evacuate the area until the device exploded. He was hailed as a hero who saved lives, but Jewell's own life starts to unravel when the FBI names him as the prime suspect in the bombing. That is the plot behind the new movie from director Clint Eastwood. It's called Richard Jewell. Uh, it stars uh, Olivia Wilde, among other people, and it's the the focus of some controversy, which is interesting for just like a biopic. Richard, uh, Richard Jewell is the name of the film, Reggie Ponder is the name of the critic that joins me, Jill Hopkins, in the studio to talk all about it. Clint Eastwood's still out here in the director's chair at roughly 137 years old, yeah. and that's not nothing. 
Yeah, he he, he is. Uh, the, the first thing I'll say before we even get into some of this controversy is that this subject about Richard Jewell, I'm, I'm really happy that someone did it. It was, I mean, I remember it very clearly, as I'm sure you do, and it was, it was a wild time. Like, every day, it, the, it, the it news really was. was just like, you know, your head was on a pivot, bam, bam, bam. It, it, it really was. So I, I'm really glad because this, it, it really took over eight years for this guy to be exonerated. Yeah. Uh, it, the FBI sent, gave him a letter saying, hey, you're no longer a suspect, I think six months or eight months after. But they didn't find the guy who did it until about eight years later. So it really did take him a while. And I, I know there are probably people saying, yeah, he really did do it. Because you can make a retraction in the media, mm -hmm. but the retraction does not is never equal to the initial story. It just isn't. Yeah. You can you can put on the front page, say, oh, we're sorry. But people, there'll still be people out there saying, weren't you the guy who did the that put the bomb in the place so so i'm really glad that they that they did this the the question is and you know i always ask these questions is what's the like about this this film i i think the f number one the fact that you did the story number two that who's in it sam rockwell plays his lawyer and i really he he's does great. a he's great in everything. he is he does a really good job playing a lawyer kathy bates plays his mom she is she's great in everything. oh she she really is uh <laughs> uh, John Hamm is is in it as well, and then Olivia Wilde, and the Olivia Wilde character is the character that is creating the controversy. I will tell you that with the names that I just gave you, mm -hmm. the acting in this one is superb. I'm sure the story is really interesting, and the characters absolutely keep you involved. And even though I knew the story, there was a tension and a pace to this film that made me want to know more. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, what's going to happen? And, yeah. and we know generally what, what happened. Yeah. But I think what it did is that it went f closer into Richard Jewell's life. You learn who he is, a really kind of quirky dude. <laughs> Very quirky kind of yeah. kind of character. So you learn a lot about him, about his work prior to working in at for the Olympics, and his relationship with the lawyer that is played by by Sam Rockwell. So I think overall, uh, I like this one. I'm giving it a, a solid three. Uh, I, I'm recommending that people go check this out. I do understand the controversy, and I'm going to let you kind of explain it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Well, Olivia Wilde plays Kathy Struggs, or Scruggs, sorry, who was a reporter uh, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. So she was there on the front lines of, like, the hometown paper. Uh, she passed away in 2001, and in the film, uh, she uh, is in... Uh, let's say a transactional sexual relationship with an ex uh, with an FBI agent played by John Hamm in return for information about a suspect. So as I mentioned, Scruggs died in 20, 2001, and now the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has threatened to sue Eastwood and Warner Brothers, saying the paper and its staff were portrayed in a false and defamatory manner. Uh, Olivia Wilde, to her credit, uh, tweeted out uh, yesterday... 
It says, contrary to a swath of recent headlines, I do not believe that Kathy traded sex for tips. Nothing in my research suggested she did so, and it was never my intention to suggest, suggest that she had. That would be an appalling and misogynistic dismissal of the difficult work she did. She continues, I cannot speak for the creative decisions made by the filmmakers, as I did not have a say in how the film was ultimately crafted, but it's important to me that I share my personal take on the matter. I, I, I just wanted to point out like the irony of a film about a man who was falsely <coughs> accused by the FBI and the media running with that story to kind of a movie falsely accusing, uh, allegedly falsely accusing a woman for doing something and then uh, with the FBI and then the media or, or the film industry kind of running with it. it I, I just think this is a bad take from the movie on a couple of different angles here. Yeah, so so here here's my thought. My, my initial thinking was is that if I'm a, a filmmaker, I just would not put out something that's so egregiously wrong. And so I'm thinking that Clint Eastwood did some research and that he heard that he got something somewhere that he's going to be able to defend. He has some corroboration for this. But what's really interesting is to hear the actor say, I was not trying to portray her in this light. Did you read the script? there's no ambiguity in the script so her her statement is it just absolutely blows me away like I wasn't trying to do well if you read the script that's what the script was trying to do so if you didn't agree with that and your research didn't agree with that then there's a couple of things to do not take that part or try to get the the, the that that particular scene done differently so I, I I'm 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 blown away by her statement. In fact, I'm less blown away by her statement than this statement by Clint Eastwood. He had an interview with the Associated Press this week where he said, "It's always tragic when people run off with half information and don't really have the truth set up in front of them. The press is sometimes in a hurry because there's so much competition to be the first to do something." And then there's the the irony is that despite his disdain for those who might run off with half information, it's exactly what he seems to have done with his depiction of Kathy Struggs in this in this movie. See, and I can't in say 2019, that. I can't say that. I'm saying it. You don't but have I, to say it. Right, I'm but saying I, I'm it. not too sure I agree with you. There. I'm also I'm, no, saying I'm, that I don't in, agree with you. I'm also saying that in 2019, when the president of the United States and folks like Clint Eastwood, if we're being completely frank, uh, have said uh, negative things about the media to such an extent that when you go to these Trump rallies, people are threatening members of the media who are just there to do their jobs to make the somebody in the media in this movie uh, seem like they're less than ethical, less than moral in the jobs that they are doing, I think is really irresponsible from a filmmaker, especially in light of what the movie itself is about. So if it's not if it's not true, I think it's irresponsible. If it's true, I don't see where it's not irresponsible because we've had situations and you, you spoke a little earlier about, you know, it's a woman and she has to try to work her way through. We've had situations where we've shown men who have been very, very irresponsible, not just sex, doing all kind of unseedy things to get a story. So if that's what she did to get the story. Now, if it's not true, then it's irresponsible. But if there's some corroboration for it, it the, the, the basis for 
the story is, is that she was so hungry to get the story, she did anything to do to, to, to do so. We know that reporters do that. That is absolutely true. So if in this case she used sex, the, the problem I have sometimes is that criticizing people and, and, and in this age, uh, criticizing women for using sex or whatever in is is not politically correct. But if that's what she did, that's what she did. I'm not talking about sex work. I'm not talking about prostitution. I'm talking about a reporter that somebody who, and here's another quote from Clint Eastwood. He said, I think the Atlanta Journal probably would be the one group that would be sort of complex about the whole situation because they're the ones who printed the first thing out there of there being a crime caused by Richard Jewell. And so they're probably looking for ways to rationalize their activity. I don't know for sure... I've never discussed it with anyone from there. He doesn't there. know what for sure. He doesn't know. He just says, I don't know for sure that that's what they're doing if that's if they're trying to rationalize their activity. He's never discussed anything about this film with anybody from that paper, which leads me to say that he didn't do due diligence as a director of this biopic, and he's just throwing stuff out there to so, make somebody who's dead and can't defend themselves look bad. I, I think it is very sad that this woman can't defend herself so I, I'm not really sure. So if I were, were him, I'm not sure that I would have put this in the movie just for the for the fact that from a humanity standpoint that she can't defend herself. She can't say anything about it. So that's where I agree if it's true, it's true and I don't have a problem with putting the truth out you know, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, truth to power. Um, but I, I'm not a I'm not a Clint Eastwood fan from a from a personal perspective. So uh, I, I see where where you're coming from. I got to come down on the side of, of women and journalists. Right. And, and not of angry man who yells at empty chairs at conventions. That's that's just me. We're getting through the African-American Film Critics uh, Association Awards. Uh, and I'm thanking uh, Black Jesus that these came down because the Golden Globes really dropped the ball when it came to honoring people of color uh, who, Absolutely. who, you know, from an objective standpoint, had a banner year in creative output. Uh, talk to me about some of the, the categories that really stood out for you. The, the, the biggest thing for the African American Film Critics Association Awards, and I'm part of that organization, is that us really, I'm not talking about us, you and me, I'm talking about the movie Us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, our people? Uh, okay. <laughs> us really came out uh, a big winner here. It was the best film. Mm -hmm. It also had best director. Then you look for Best Actress, Lupita Nyong'o uh, won for that as well. So that's, that's a big win in, in that regard. Another thing that stood out for me is that uh, Best Actor was Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name. And if you haven't seen this film, oh, it's so good. It, it, it really, really is so good. Eddie Murphy, wow, that's, that's what I want to say. Eddie Murphy really did it. Yeah. He, put his, he put his foot in it for that as well. And his co-star in Divine Joy Randolph, this is a breakout role for her. A best Supporting Actress and for Dolomite Is My Name. So these, those were the really two films that I think uh, stood out for, for our awards. What I will say is that Best Supporting Actor is was Jamie Foxx for Just Mercy, mm. and this is the the movie about Brian Stevenson. Today's his birthday. It's Jamie Foxx's birthday right now. Happy oh, birthday, oh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, did you play some Jamie Foxx music today? I didn't have any Jamie Foxx. And then a breakout <laughs> performance from uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. for Waves. And I talked to him about that movie, yeah. but he also was in the movie Loose, mm. which I actually liked his performance in that film uh, a lot better. 
Best documentary, and this is a documentary I hope that people will go and watch. This one is called The Black Godfather, and it really follows the life of Clarence Avant, the ultimate uncensored mentor and behind-the-scenes rainmaker in music, film, TV, and politics. What you're going to find watching this documentary is every time somebody talks about getting somewhere or doing something, you're going to hear this name, Clarence. Clarence. Not, not. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's, Clarence, got his, he's got his wings. Clarence Ava. <laughs> right. You, you're going to hear that name. And then best foreign film was was Parasite. Can I tell you how s- surprised I was not to see Parasite across uh, all these other nominees? Because every single person I have spoken to that has seen it was like, best movie. B- best, best movie. Just th- 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 throwing your hands up. Now, best independent film was the, the, the last black man in San Francisco. And Jill, mm. I am in the minority. Did not like this film at all. It did nothing for me. I walked out of this film like, huh? So maybe I need a, a better palette or, or something, but there, people walked out of this film like this was the creme de la creme. I mean, like, like that this was the best film ever. Impact Award was Queen and Slim. They had to give it something, and I, 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 I I'm gonna say I like that Impact because there is they did have a lot of impact. People are talking about it in so many different ways. And the We See You Award is Taylor Russell from Ways. She played mm. she played the sister and she played the sister in that movie. Uh, she was the sister of Kelvin. Uh, Harrison Jr. So those are the African American Film Critics Awards. And since uh, I'm, I'm going to try to take a minute and just say I agree with you about the Golden Globes. It, it's it's amazing to look at the Golden Globe nominations and to see what did not make it yeah. there. The, the snubs are more, uh, you know, glaring than the the nominees. They are. And one interesting fact is that network television didn't get any nominations. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, Netflix spent a lot of money to get their nominations and it, if they win some of these things, they, they've already changed the game. They've yeah. changed the movie game in, in a major way and they're still trying to figure out how do they release a film and then put it on Netflix so they're tr- really trying to f- still figure that formula out be- because I think it actually cheapens it sometimes you get you get a week out in the in, yeah. in the theater and then you go watch it on Netflix so they're trying to figure out that formula yeah, it's all but, it's a whole new world but it's it, it's I thought you were gonna sing that uh, it's a whole I love my new magic world. carpet at home <laughs> uh, but, wow uh, so uh, Netflix is, is is a big winner just from the nominations, and hopefully uh, they'll win some, and it, it has changed the game a lot. Thank you, thank you. Reggie, where can people find you online? You can find me online. First place is, oh, just make sure you get the Vocalo app and follow me right here. Dude. And then if you don't do that, follow me on, at my website, ReggiePonder.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Real Critic. That's R-E-E-L. And you can uh, connect with me on Facebook at Reggie The Real Critic.